what do you do when you hear God say something, but what you heard doesn't match what you see? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, God, did I hear you correctly? You start doubting, you start asking yeah. questions like, Lord, you said you want me to do music, movies, and ministry, but right now it's just one of the three. It's like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna do this? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. Welcome to the first episode of season three. I'm so excited for this season. Um, I'm really believing that God's got something really special in store for this season. And we're kicking it off today with an amazing guest. But before we do so, I just wanted to take a quick pause to kind of talk about some of the new changes and really cool things that have come to QWC for you guys. If this is your first time clicking on the podcast, I just want to say welcome. This is a podcast all about answering your faith questions, the questions that you feel like keep you far from God. And I hope this podcast reminds you that really, truthfully, Jesus is not afraid of your questions. He loves your questions. Deep relationships, they require questions, and we're hoping that your questions that you come to this podcast with will be answered and clarified, and they'll stop being roadblocks and become bridges to a deep relationship with Jesus. That's the whole point of this podcast. We're on our third season starting right now, and um, if you have tons of questions, I'm sure we've answered a few of them. Feel free to go back in our catalog of over 60 episodes where you can go and watch amazing guests and solo episodes to help answer those questions. But to let you know, some of the new exciting things that are coming and happening at QWC. Number one, you can now officially join the QWC family and help this podcast be sustained as well as get access to things that you've never had access to before. So if you would like access to exclusive content, to an extra episode a month where I will answer your personal questions in every episode, and it'll be a lot more personal, feel a lot more like we're just sitting down having a conversation because I will be sitting down and answering the questions that this community sends in. If you want discounts on merchandise, if you want discounts on future tickets and events, um, and if you want to be a part of this community where you have access to talk to me, answer questions, ask questions that I can answer, um, get discounts on merch, and... Uh, as well as get access to the full YouTube video, you can go ahead and go to patreon.com slash questions with Caden. And um, it's $5.99 a month, which is super cheap. It's a matcha latte. It's an espresso latte. It's an iced vanilla latte with oat milk a month for you guys to get access to a ton of things that I'm hope I'm hoping, truthfully, will add value to your life, will encourage you in your walk with Jesus, and give you a little something to look forward to um, every single month. So that's the newest thing about QWC. I'm really excited to intro. Go ahead and go to patreon.com slash questions with Caden, and um, you can join the exclusive community where I'm really hoping that we actually truthfully build some sort of community. And I don't know, no promises, but maybe you meet your wife or your husband on Patreon. So again, go to patreon.com slash questions with Caden. Also, feel free to subscribe everywhere. If you're listening right now on audio, go ahead and subscribe on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. And if you're on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button. Um, and if you want to watch the full, and if you want to watch the full episode of this episode, um, make sure that you go to patreon.com slash questions with Caden to get access to the full video of this episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's one of my favorites um, that we've ever done. We brought in Miles Minnick, Christian hip-hop artist, rapper, songwriter, um, and honestly one of my favorite people to talk about how to trailblaze for Jesus, how to go after the thing that God's placed inside of you, the dream you know God's placed in your heart, what it looks like to be faithful, to steward, to trailblaze, to fight against opposition and to be faithful, and uh, I'm really excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's jump right into this podcast. Miles and I sat down, and we just got chopping it up. There's really not a formal intro to this thing, um, but I'm really excited for you guys to hear what we talk about. It's about 45 minutes, and every single minute blessed me, and I'm excited for it to bless you. Love you guys. Enjoy this episode. Those protesters were crazy. Did you watch it? I saw, all. I think, all the clips. So they posted a whole 10-minute video of they it. They did? Yes. 
they exalted themselves. And at the end of the video, the pastor from Fearless, Pastor David, this this is podcast material. Yeah, yeah I, I can repeat it. Oh, we're rolling. The pastor David approached them like, "Hey, um, what church do you guys go to?" Oh, uh, we don't have a church. <laughs> yeah, like, nice. You don't you don't have a church? Yeah, nice. So you don't have a pastor yeah. you submit to? No, because none of these pastors really preach the word of God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're out here just renegating. Yeah, like, come yeah, on, yeah. bro. Like, that just canceled out everything they said, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? If there was a chance that we would even agree with anything they said, that would cancel it out. Like, bro, you're just out here just a rebel. <laughs> on your own rebel forces out here, too. All right, come on, bro. It's funny when you have guys that say, like, them, they're so passionate about what they're speaking. But then apparently nobody agrees with them, and they're the only ones that are speaking this. They gotta like you gotta check yourself and be like, I wonder maybe we're off a little bit on this. Yeah, bro. And if nobody could check you in your life, yeah, then that's scary. a problem. Scary. Like if you have nobody in your life that could tell you no, it's an issue. And the way that they're talking is like they didn't want anybody to rebuttal. They didn't want to let anybody hold the mic. They didn't want anybody to disagree with them. And it's like, bro, you gotta have room for dialogue and room for some type of correction in your life. If not, you could go off the deep end so did they like did you guys go out there and talk to him and like <laughs> and like try and like or did you just leave him alone okay him look this is so funny bro it's so funny so like during vip uh you know we got the q a going on or whatever the host approaches me whispers in my ear hey we got protesters outside what do you want us to do i said, said bring him in <laughs> i said i want you to film it i said i want you to film it yeah then i want you to dismiss them but yeah. then I was like, maybe we should bring them in. But they didn't want to come in. Yeah, of course. The pastor invited them in. They said, no, no, our work here is done. We don't want to come in for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm like, dang, bro. And they was young. They was like younger than me. That's so crazy. Look like us, swaggy and all kind of stuff, talking about we're of Satan. That's so weird, bro. It's the that religious spirit. A it's a stronghold. religious. It's borderline demonic for oh. sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you're like are going, they're going against what people are doing to advance the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's instead of supporting it, and and it was crazy because right next door to our event, it was a whole rave, a rave going so on. Crazy. Right next door. Why weren't they there? If you're gonna protest, I'm not like I'm the guy that's like don't. But if you're gonna like, okay, go to the rave. Like if you want to protest sin and you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. and protest drug whatever you're talking about, why don't you go there? So to me, that's like okay, bro. Like you, you it's foolishness. It's foolishness. It's super interesting when you start like doing stuff for the Lord because even with like Yona, bro, like the meetings I've had to have with pastors mm. and like things that we've come across of people like almost protesting what we're doing as well. Mm. And you're going, we're just trying to share the gospel. I don't understand, like, what the problem is here. But people want to put the gospel, they want to put God, they want to put ministry into a box. Like, hey, this Mm. is how it has to look. Mm. It has to look like this. And if it doesn't look like this, then everybody outside this box is wrong, and they're Mm. not doing what the Lord's telling Mm. them to do. Mm. But then you have all these people on the fringes outside this box that are leading people to Christ, Mm. but then they're having to essentially battle the enemy, but then also battle Christians at the same time while they're going, hey, listen, I'm trying to bring people to Jesus. And Christians are going, no, you're not. And the enemy's going, you should quit. And it's this like a crazy thing. I did not expect that. We got to fight twice as hard, you know, and it's crazy because we have the same message. It's a different method. Yeah. We have the same mission. There's a different, different way of accomplishing the mission. Yeah. So it's like, bro, why would would you attack it just because it doesn't look like what you want it to look like or it doesn't look like how you do it that's a form of prejudice yes you know like or bro, pride yeah or pride like they're not doing it correctly yeah because they're wearing sneakers or <laughs> yeah. they're not doing it correctly because they have 808s in their music like yeah. what are you talking about god is not limited to a genre yeah god is not limited to a certain type of music or a certain type of speech a certain language god can transcend all of that which he has and yep. he will continue to do so he transcends denomination he transcends geographical location. He transcends everything we try to confine him into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and bro. we're here to defy cultural norms. We're here to defy religious norms saying you got to look a certain way to serve God. Absolutely. Like, nah, bro, listen, we're going to worship until we pass out <laughs> yes, looking sir. like this. We're going to rap, turn you up, and we're going to worship. At Glovember, we had the whole thing lit. Then at the end, we sang... um um. Don't you get shy on me, lift oh, up your fire. soul. Little Brandon Lake. Yeah, people got Come saved, on, bro. bro. Saved. People it's crying insane. at the altar. And it's like, how could you protest this? How? 
It baffles me. It's insane, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally, you guys like give the gospel at your shows, right? People get saved. 100%. Yeah. It's li- it's literally ministry. It's not even like a, a rap concert anymore at that point. It's, it's, it's both. It's ministry through through a rap concert. Yeah. So you're, you're getting the fun aspect, the turn up, pop mm-hmm. your collar aspect, but also, no, God is after your soul. Yes, He's after bro. your heart. Yes. So all of this means nothing if we don't point it back to the Absolutely. one who put us here. For and I, I love that, dude. I think like, God, I just think like Jesus is so not boring. Come and on. And God wants us to have fun and he gave us senses of humor and he wants us to like express ourselves and celebrate worship him like we're, i don't think worship him is like this i think worship him is like an undignified mm. like just jumping around mm. celebratory praise about mm. how good our god is how faithful he is how he's never let us down who he is what he's done mm. and it can it can leave you jumping through the roof and it can leave you falling on your knees crying in the presence of jesus and it's both worship and it's both needed mm. and for every generation that comes a new expression of worship is needed in order to reach that generation. Yeah, yeah. So, like, with yeah. with this generation, you have the rise of, like, Christian hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And because it's needed in this generation to reach people who are crave this sort of expression to worship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going against the grain. It is. You know, it, what we're doing kind of reminds me of Kirk Franklin. Yeah, bro. Uh, revolution. If you think gospel music Vibe. has gone too far. Vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what the OGs tell us a lot. It's like, yo, Kirk went through this same type of scrutiny, this same yeah. type of protest, because he came through, you know, looking different, sounding different. But it's crazy because it was still the same mission. So. You know who went through the same thing? Like, Lecrae went through the same thing. Oh, for way sure. Back He's still in the day. going through it, too. Yeah, when he, like, trailblazed a way mm-hmm. up for, for Christian hip-hop. I remember when I was, I don't know, dude, I was probably 10, 11, and... I convinced my parents to take me to a family Christian bookstore, mm. and I wanted to get the, the Lecrae album, mm. the one with ta- the red tape over his mouth. Real talk, real talk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And my like, praise God for my parents. Like, just love the Lord so much, and they've grown so much now. But back then, like, they were like, you know, figuring out like, what does it look like to like raise a kid mm-hmm. in the way he should go. Mm-hmm in this new way and so praise god they're supportive they want to like let me go get this album so we go get this album we put it on in the car i'm in the backseat pumping i just remember my parents sitting in the front like (laughs) (laughs) just like just like borderline uncomfortable just like in the front like and then you fast like you fast forward now Mm. and and me and pops man we'll be bumping your music on our way to the gym together or something oh wow just like the way i just love the way that music can transcend generations and can transcend like religious spirits mm-hmm. and can like break through and be like hey let's this is about god yeah like this isn't yeah. about like anything mm-hmm. anything else this isn't about like glorifying man like they listen to these lyrics like they're mm-hmm. praising the name of jesus yeah at the end of the day at the end of the day and the beginning of the day and, and you know <laughs> but not you know at the same time too not everything is for everybody you know, Absolutely. God has different ways of reaching different people. Yeah. Right. And I heard one preacher say this. He used to scrutinize Christian rap music, saying what the protesters were saying. But he said the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, it's, it's not, don't look at it as music. Look at it as a language. Yeah. Right. Rap music is a language to a generation. So cool. And so by us doing Christian rap, we're speaking the language of a generation, giving them what they need to hear through the means that they want. Yeah. Or that they're that's digestible for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to speak the, the language. I'm huge on that. I'm huge on like talking to our team all the time and just just always being like we have to be aware of our language mm. and how we communicate to this generation. Like mm. my heart is for the unsaved. My heart is for the people that don't know God, that never heard about Jesus before, that maybe did and left the church, that mm. that got hurt by the church, that that, that are lost. My heart's yeah. for that. But if you walk up to somebody like that and you don't have the correct language to present the gospel to them, they're going to miss it. And it's even gotten to the point, it's so post-Christian now in this nation, where if you walk up to somebody and go, hey, I got to let you know, man, the blood covers all, bro. You've been saved. They might not even know what that means. Right, right. They might have no idea what that means. Especially in L.A., California. Especially in L.A., especially in California down here where we're talking crystals and manifestation. Dude, Mm -hmm. like, they have no idea saved from what? I don't even know that, I don't even know what sin is. 
<laughs> what's the blood? That seems weird. Yeah. So like yeah. you have to be able to like communicate to a generation in a way that they need to be able to hear it. Mm. And that's why I love what you're doing, man. You guys are communicating in a way where a generation can soak up what you are saying mm. because they go, oh, when he says the blood covers all and Miles Minnick says, I don't need to drink. I don't need to smoke. I don't need to cuss. I don't need to, I don't need to have sex. I don't need Oh, that's what it covers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the blood was Jesus dying mm-hmm. on the cross. And you're able to like communicate in a way that like sometimes we miss it a little bit because we just yeah. get stuck a little bit in this. You know, we all know what it means. Mm-hmm. So we all say it all the time. Yeah, it's Christianese. Yeah. You know, and I, I try to make it a point to not speak Christianese totally. in, in public places, especially as God calls us into the secular realm. It's like if I walk into um who who can I if I walk into Drake's office and I'm like I'm blessed and highly favored, all of these things. He's gonna be like, I'm sorry, yeah, like, excuse me. What do you say? Like, no, bro. Like, and sometimes too, it's like, just be be a person. Yeah. Just be be a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think like like you said, bro, people are not gonna be able to digest this this Christian jargon. Yeah. But they can digest a real personality and real love. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. You know, what kind of love are you showing to these people that you're trying to reach? Totally, bro. I was reading in John literally yesterday, and, and even this, you can see this, like, same theme back when Jesus was walking on the earth. And in John, he's talking to Pharisees, and he says, like, hey, if you believe in me, you will be saved. Mm. And they, the people, they go back to him, and they go, saved from what? We're, we're children of Abraham. Mm. We're not slaves. And even Jesus has to go, oh, no, no, no. You guys are slaves to sin, slaves to this world, slaves to this Pharisaic spirit on you. You guys are slaves mm. to things. But mm. if you believe in me, you can be set free. Even then, he had to be like, hey, let me tell you what this means. Yeah. And we had to do the same thing. Bro, we just podcasted before we podcasted. Legitimately. I think <laughs> I got to intro you <laughs> and we got to pray <laughs> and then like get into this thing. This just just took off immediately. And I love it. I'm here for it. We sat down and got running. Um, like I told you, bro, I don't really have any like huge plan for today's pod i just thought we'd sit down and chop it up and get to know you better and i want to hear your story i think um even just when we're sitting over there like before the pod like hearing a little bit about your story i have some questions i'm excited Mm -hmm. to hear kind of what god's been doing Mm -hmm. and i really like kind of the only like i guess guidelines i have is like when i see kind of what you're doing i see a trailblazer Mm -hmm. and i see someone who's willing to go against the grain who's willing to to hack down what's in front of him, to set a new way, mm-hmm. trailblaze for, to reach new people. And um, I kind of want to talk about that, bro, because I think Let's that this Gen Z, Gen Alpha, there's a lot of trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And I think that they need to be encouraged in this podcast today about what it looks like to trailblaze for the Lord, mm. because the world doesn't want you to do it. Mm. And to be honest, I love the church, big church guy, love it. But sometimes the church doesn't want you to do it either. For sure. And so I, I just I want to talk about that today. Let's do this. Let's pray. And then let's just like continue talking about what we're talking about. Let's do it. We just got to pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for today, God. Just thank you for Miles. Lord, just thank you for his music. I thank you for his life. I thank you for his ministry, Father. Just pray today that you would speak through this pod, God. I just thank you so much um, for what you're doing. I pray that every single listener would be encouraged, God. You'd meet them where they are, Lord. And you just go before us, Jesus. Speak today. Um, Let us be aware of your spirit and how you're leading. And uh, help us to have a great time. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray, amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Hey, give me a shout of praise, Court. Yay. Come on, somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, bro, it's a blessing to be here. Really excited to be here. Um, You are, like, super professional without being professional, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, like everything is top quality, but it's so chill. Oh, thanks, bro. You know, like, even the, the little welcome packet. Yeah. I'm like, this brother on the front page looking like a model <laughs> with the with the little low-cut black shirt with the chains <laughs> on. So, talks with Caden. Like, I'm the, like, okay. That's the okay. cover for next year. For real? Yeah. It's hard. They haven't even, well, I guess they see it now. because it's Bro, it's hard. You like it? it bro, Courtney fire. shot it. I don't know how I knew that. But yeah, fire. You really got an eye. You got, <laughs> yeah, eye. yeah. I'm telling you, bro, this podcast would be nothing without her. I haven't seen this photo. I haven't even, no, no, you, sh- oh, I haven't showed it to you yet? I, I, didn't I send you options? George, you seen it right when I sent it to nice. you? The little three-part little joint? You guys are reading the messages, Yeah, bro. hey, man, you gotta read the text, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I'm honored to have you here, bro. So stoked. I love how we got connected. I know we just talked about it, well, I think we should share the story a little bit for, for sure. the listeners. So I DM'd you like a year ago mm-hmm. and 
I was like, yo, bro, love what you're doing. It was right when you started, like, really popping, I think. And I was yeah. like, dude, I love what you're doing. Love, would love to have you on the pod. Got lost in translation, right? And I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, totally forgot. And one day I wake up and I have a voice message from you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, Sam said I got to hit you up. I'm moving down to L.A. Like, we got a mm-hmm. link. And I was like, dude, this is so sick. Mm-hmm. And then from then, we've just been texting. We've been, I feel like we've been encouraging each other mm-hmm. over text and just kind of gassing each other up. Mm-hmm. And But what's important to add, I did not leave him on red, people. <laughs> I did not I did not see the message. So uh-huh. I would have seen it. I would have responded to it a Absolutely. year ago when he hit me up. I Absolutely. didn't see it. DMs be crazy. DMs are the scariest place in the world. Legitimately. Scariest place. I don't even go in there. I'm terrified of it. If <laughs> no, you DM me, it's, like, getting, it's getting lost in the DMs. I'm sorry. I want to I want to hand my DMs over to, to Jorge, but <laughs> yeah. it's even it's too much for anyone. It's a, it's like. a lot in there, bro. I'm scared over there too. Sometimes during Yona um like Yona uh weeks before Yona night, we uh Nadine who does all the creative stuff for for Yona will go in there and just like go through them to make sure anyone's asking questions about Yona that we can like reach out to them. Mm. But that's the only time that there's going to be like anything in there. And then mm. every once in a while she'd be like, hey, this person said this. You should probably like respond to them. This is really nice. And yeah. Like, okay, I'll get in there and see that that's one. That's a whole different job because like you got to create the content. It's Yeah, it's a lot. The DMs Edit it, post it, respond to comments. And yeah, then respond to the DMs. It's a lot. I'm not complaining because a lot of DMs are better than no DMs. But it's like, yo, we need an increased capacity. Absolutely. Yeah, for we're, sure. we're spinning a lot of plates, bro. We got for a lot sure. of plates. For but, sure. dude, for real, thank you for coming in, dude. It's oh, yeah. stoked to have you here. Stoked to meet George. Um, awesome to have you here, too, bro. Thanks for, dude, hooking me up with the Christ-like hats. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. I would have put one on, but I'm having a good hair day. I know, I feel you. You know I what feel I mean? You. I literally got my hair cut today. But even with a haircut, I still put the hats on. Yeah. It just, you know, it makes the haircut, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, it makes the hat look better. With a sometimes an outfit, you like put an outfit on, you're like, this is good. And then you put the hat on and you go, yeah. It's complete. You go, this was just like the like the cherry on top. You're like, this needed a, needed a hat. And that's what Christ like strives to be. You know, the cherry on hey, top. You know, come the on. fruits of the spirit. It'll you know, be linked spirit. below, people. Go get your, <laughs> go ahead and use questions with Caden 10 for 10% off. Yeah. Right, Jorge? Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, bro, so today, like I said, let's talk a bit about Trailblaze, and I want to hear a bit about your story. You just said over there you were a youth pastor for four years before the music stuff really popped and you started being able to do this. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear I want to hear about that, but I want to hear about what your mindset was like during the four years as a youth pastor, mm-hmm. still knowing what God placed inside of you. Mm. Were you were you working on music? Were you believing? Were you just in the secret place contending? Mm. Like what were you doing for four years while you were a youth pastor, which is a, a, a good high calling in its own self. 100%. Its own right. Shout out to all the youth pastors. Shout out, out youth pastors, man. Thanks for being in the trenches. But you knew what God placed inside you. 100%. Like I know as like someone like, I'm, I'm just going to keep calling you a trailblazer, just someone who has a calling on their life. They know it's it's placed inside of them. Mm-hmm. You know what you're called for. Sometimes you're waiting on it, but you know what's, what's in there. What was that like for four mm-hmm. years? What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. What were you doing? What was your mindset at? Mm. Really good question, bro. So, um, for two years, I was a youth leader. For three years, I was a youth pastor. So altogether, five years in youth ministry. It was the actual youth ministry that I got saved in as well. Crazy. So it was a crazy, crazy time in my life. Um, I loved being a youth pastor. I loved it. I It was the air that I breathed. I was uh, I took a youth ministry of 12 kids. We multiplied it into 100 uh, weekly. I was also the drama team lead. <laughs> I was go. doing offerings during Sunday service. I would preach for my pastor sometimes during Sunday service. And I would preach every week, uh, every Wednesday for youth. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time in my life. But at the same time, I knew that God put a calling on my life to reach the world, yeah. if that made any sense. Yeah. Right? So I'm a youth pastor and a full-time employee at Wells Fargo at the time. And even wow, with so that— you're holding down two jobs. It, I did a youth pastor thing for free. Wow. 100% for free. Wow. I didn't even know ministers got paid. <laughs> like, that was foreign to me. That's hilarious. But when I found out, I was like, yo— can I get paid? For yeah, this? Like, you know what I'm saying. Yo, my homie's getting paid down the street. So the youth pastor thing was like a full time job in itself because that comes with a lot of different details, right? Totally. And then being a full time banker. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800 497 4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. While being a husband and a father and at nighttime working on music, it was a lot on my plate. Wow. But but a lot of people forfeit their dreams uh, because they're they're tired when they get home and mm-hmm. they don't have time for it. Listen, mm-hmm. you'll make time for what you want to make time for. And when you're called to it, you put your all to it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so for me at that time, it's like, God, I know you have me here, but I know you're calling me to more. I was dealing with a heavy... Uh, I'm not going to call it a spirit. A spirit of impatience. I was dealing with impatience. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah. Because I I had a strong sense of what God wanted to do in my life in the future, but I was trying to like bring it into the now. Strong arm it into you know now. what I'm yeah, saying. Bro. Like I would get all the prophecies, all the come to the front. God is doing this in your life, um, and I would like believe it heavy. Because mm-hmm. even before I got saved, I had a feeling in my gut that I was supposed to do something great. Yeah. That I was supposed to reach thousands of people all over the world. And then when somebody spoke it into my life, I said, "Yep, that's it." <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, it it was it was a, a, a tussle because it's like, what do you do when you hear God say something, but what you heard doesn't match what you see? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, God, did I hear you correctly? You start doubting, you start asking yep. questions like, Lord, you said you want me to do music, movies, and ministry, but right now it's just one of the three. It's like, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? So for a while, I was like, maybe I should just. I should just inherit this church. I should just become the senior pastor here yeah. and just retire here in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was one day I went to this conference at a very big church in the Bay Area called the Father's House. Yeah, uh, I took my wife there. It was a leadership breakout session. And this leader of the session came to the front. And back then I had a podcast called Further Faster. He was like, I don't know who this is for, but God is getting ready to take you further faster. You've been at this church for in this position for two years and as a youth pastor, and God wants to take you further faster and take you out to do new things all over the world. When he said that, I'm like, oh, my God, is that for me? Yeah, it's so got to be for me. me and Tina, my wife, get in the car, silent, letting it sit. And she's like, I think God is calling us to leave our church and step into music heavy. And I started crying my eyes <laughs> out, crazy, weeping. Bro. And then through miraculous events, he started blessing it. God, God told me, uh, step into music. Dedicate your music to me. Watch what I do with it. I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Unreal. Let's do it. So you quit You quit the church and just started pursuing music? This is important. This is an important thing to add. I approached my pastor and I said, um, we feel like God is calling us into music to step away from being a youth pastor here. I'm going to dedicate one year to raising somebody else up. We're going to dedicate one year to strengthening the team here That's and cool, to building bro. the youth ministry. So when we hand it over, it's a healthy, fully running machine. Yeah. And so we did that. And then a year later, God was like, all right, bro, let's get to it. Yeah. And it started going crazy. That's cool, bro. That's called stewardship. Yes. That's called leaving a season the right way. That's why he's blessed this one. Because mm. he didn't just walk away and go, all right, I'm out of here. But you steward what you had. You said, okay. I'm going to make sure that this is still thriving over here as I pass it on and then step into what God's calling me to do. Somebody got to hear that. That's the, that's the true model of stewardship right there. Mm. That's amazing. I loved what you said earlier when you were like, you know, I was doing Wells Fargo. I was youth pastoring. I was even speaking sometimes on the weekends. And then I was working on music at night. Mm-hmm. And you said some people just say, I get tired and I don't work on my dreams. Mm. But I heard something the other day that I thought was like insane, and it was um, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. said, if you lack passion, it's because you lack vision. Mm. And Mm. I think there's a lot of people probably listening to this podcast that feel like they have a calling on their life, that God has placed something inside of them, that you know what it is, you know that feeling Mm. in your gut. Like you said, like my whole life I felt like I'm called to something special. I'm just not sure where it is or what it is. But then they don't ever seem to take any steps forward because mm. they seem to lack passion mm. or they seem to lack like, oh, I'm just tired. I got too much on my plate, which I would say you're lacking passion, yeah. which then we could say is because you're lacking vision. Mm. How did you keep vision during five years of working on th- other things as I guess the music that you knew you were called to make, but you were still waiting on God to fulfill the mm. promises that he placed mm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. How'd you maintain vision? Yeah. I had a relentless, unwavering, almost 
illogical faith. Yeah, come on, that's so good. Uh, I would get dreams at night about me on stages. I would see myself, you know, on TV screens and impacting people everywhere. And I, I took it as truth. I believed it. Mm-hmm. And so I applied it to the scriptures. Like, God is not a man that he should lie. I'm like, no, no, God told me this. So he is obligated to bring this thing to pass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't care what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. It's so good. You bro. know, so yeah. it didn't matter what came my way. Yeah. What, what, you know, how much money I had on my account or how long it was taking. I knew it was going to happen. And so what happens when you're expecting something? You should prepare for what you're expecting. Yeah. Right. So like good. when a, a married couple is expecting a baby, they get a house and they build a room for the child. Yeah. They get the crib, they get the diapers, they get the yeah. wipes because they know what's coming. Yeah, I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm rehearsing in the mirror, I'm practicing, I'm praying, I'm writing songs, I'm envisioning where I'm going to be, my future and all of these things Yeah, because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it's still coming. Yeah. We're going to go even higher. Come on, bro. Yeah. It's just the beginning, dude. That's yeah. the exciting thing. With God, it always can be better. Mm. Which is the crazy, which is the craziest That's thought. That's a t-shirt. You're like, with God, it can always be better. We'll do I it. I like that. Glona t-shirt? Glona! Glona, all right. <laughs> but like, it, it can always be better. And like, when God wants to give you exceedingly and abundantly more than you ever ask, think, or imagine, I think that that continues throughout the rest of your life. Even when mm. you get to places and you start to see promises, mm. there's still more than you could ever imagine. You almost like, when you feel like, oh, maybe I've arrived, which I don't think you ever do, but maybe I've arrived at some, the, the expectation I set for my life, God goes, well, I set a way higher one. Mm. Like, I have something way more for you in your life that you're not even sure about yet, mm. but it's going to require a little bit of faith and a little bit of obedience. I remember when I was starting um, Yona, I was going through like this period where I just, you know, we we were launching this thing. We had no money. We had like so much opposition. We just, it was just one of the hardest things I ever did. It has been one of the like best, hardest things I've ever done. For sure. Right? And I remember one day I was like praying and I'm like, God, we need this and we need this. And I just don't know if this is going to happen. Are people even going to show up? Do we need this? Mm. I just heard the Holy Spirit say so clearly to me, like, Caden, you either trust me or you don't. (sighs) Like you trust me or you don't. There's no, there's not an in-between. Man. There's not an in-between to like, I Mm. trust what God has spoken to my life or I don't. Mm. Because the, the, even the semblance of, of you being like, hey, I, yeah, I know this is what God said, but mm. the semblance of but mm. can even draw you into like a mindset of doubt. For sure. And so when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you either trust me or you don't, mm. he then spoke, it's a, it's a mindset. Mm. And so from then on, I've been like, I've been having to choose, no, I trust God. So when, when we get a bill that we can't afford, I go, no, I trust God. Yeah. Or I, yeah. or I don't. I don't get to go, oh, we'll see what happens. Right, right. No, no I, I'm a child of God. I know he's spoken over my life. I have favor on my life. I have authority, mm. and I trust him. He's never let mm. me down. He never lied. Mm. I trust him. There's, no, there's none of this, this I don't. And that's what you were just saying. Yeah. It you saw in your life. Like, you go, hey, I know what God spoke. I know the dreams he gave me. I know the prophetic words that I had. I knew what I, was inside of me. I knew what I was cooking when no one else was looking. Like, mm. I, knew, I knew all of that. I knew mm. what God was doing. Yeah. And I trusted him. And it well, doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like there wasn't any, like, moments of you being like, is this, a, you know, God, where are you at? You know, whereas, like you said, you battled this impatience. But at the same time, it sounds like you battled this impatience because you trusted him so much you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I quit, like, three jobs by faith. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to quit, and God is going to make it happen. But I was trying to make it happen when I wanted it to happen. I wasn't submitted to this timetable. I was trying to, you know, make it work for myself when I wanted it. Yeah. Um, But what's crazy, when, when all of this really happened for me, I had to change my mindset. I had to change it from, God, I want it to happen now, to God, Whenever you want it to happen, I'm going to let you make it happen. Totally. I'm going to serve you with this job. I'm going to be faithful at this job. I'm going to be faithful with my family, take care of them. If you want me to be full-time ministry, full-time music, move to L.A., whatever, I'm going to let you do it. Yep. And as soon as I prayed that, my music career started to bubble. While I'm working at this job, it's going crazy. I'm calling off to do these shows and everything, and it's starting to interfere with the job. So much so... I could have quit comfortably and just go off into the sunset, but I told God I wasn't going to quit. Yep. I said, God, you're going to have to do You're going to have to make it make sense. And <laughs> the day after me and my wife prayed that prayer, like, God, do something because this is bubbling. This is still happening. I go to work and I got fired. <laughs> you're lying. Honest to God, bro. That's amazing. I go bro. to work and I got fired. And I was like, God, is this you? <laughs> 
my wife was like, it better be God. I don't want you talking about it. It better be Jesus. <laughs> and so right after I got fired, bro, the windows of heaven opened over my life. Unreal. Like never before, bro. I could show you my calendar from that year. I was I was everywhere all the time. Yeah. Relatively unknown, but still opportunity door, Atlanta, Miami, New York, everywhere you could think of. Crazy. But that came after I said, God, your will your time, your way. Yeah. I, be- I believe you, but I'm going to let you do it how you want to do it. Absolutely. It came out of, like, the surrender. The surrender. The surrender. They're like, it's almost like that, Um, not that you gave up on the dream, but you gave up on, on like, your dream and said, God, I'll do your dream. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, you're like, okay, I'm just like, I did the same thing, bro. I did mm. the same exact thing. I was like, okay, I either need to quit because mm. this is not working. Or I need to like surrender fully to Jesus and see what He does. Oh my God! It's, it's it almost quit both ways. You go. Yeah. Like, I almost quit like on myself, or I quit and just surrender to Jesus and let Him do it. I stop white knuckling this thing. I stop oh trying God. to make something happen in my life, and I just surrender to the Lord. Because I w- I was rushing God instead of trusting God. Yeah. Oh, that's a word. I was. Hmm. Our way. Yeah, what does that look like? What does it look like? I don't know if the listeners could hear Court, but Court just asked, what does it look like to actually, like, go God's way? Mm, God's way. You know, everybody wants God's will, but not everybody wants God's way. Yeah. You know, and so for for me, I felt like God's will for me was to uh, be a traveling artist, to be, you know, a prominent figure in in Christianity, to make a huge impact through music, movies, and ministry. And so that was his will. I was trying to do it my way by pressing the eject button on my process, <laughs> yeah. by having a microwave process instead of the slow cooker in the oven. Yep. You know, uh, there's only, you can only get cooked so much in that microwave, but that slow cooker blessing is like, you know what I'm saying? You get fully prepared, <laughs> yes, sir. Fully the prepared. smoked. And, and so to make that relevant for me, it's like God's way for me was him molding me at that nine to five job. Yeah. It was him training me on how to communicate effectively. Because yeah. at Wells Fargo, you meet... 200 people a day as a teller, mm-hmm. you learn how to talk a little bit. You learn how to talk to every different kind of person, yep. you know, and you're dealing with sensitive stuff and they finance and all of these things. Those things taught me how to communicate. It taught me how to be punctual. It taught me how to dress. Yeah. It taught me, it really prepared me for where I am in a lot of ways. That did, and being the youth pastor, God merged them all together to make who <laughs> yeah. I am today. Yeah. So God's way is me sitting where he had me, allowing him to move me into my next Instead so of good. me moving myself into my next, I prepared for my next. I wasn't like sitting on the couch just waiting for my. I was still doing music. I was still recording and have, putting songs out and all of that. But I let God do the promotion because promotion comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from your sword. It doesn't come from your effort. Yeah, it comes from Him when He wants to do it. So good, bro. Yeah, it's the it's the surrender of like, hey, just just run it. God mm. like you like you said you want God's will but you don't want his way and his way might look like being a bank teller for a handful of years and, and it then, may look like you waiting 10 longer years like 10 more years than you thought it would have happened yeah you know for me I thought I was <laughs> I thought I was gonna blow up at 17 years old <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought I was gonna be a 17 year old prodigy in yeah. the streets but I would have squandered the platform yeah out of the squ- I would have squandered the blessing you would have fumbled the bag if he gave it to you early I'm the same way bro I think I think back like I, I like see some of the things that are happening in my life right now and and um I see like what God is doing and even behind the scenes and I and I go, um, God, I prayed and believed for this stuff for like eight years. Mm. And I thought eight years ago I was ready for it. And praise God you did not give it to me eight years ago because I would have fumbled the bag. Wow. I would have let it slip. I would have just been an awful steward. I was not ready. It would have destroyed me. It That's just, it would have been awful. Like he's going to give it to you in the right timing. Mm. You just have to be willing to do it his way. Mm. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on. In the fire. Like, and I just think like everybody wants to meet God, but not everybody wants to get into the fire. Oh God. Oh God. And I, and I think about like the King Herod <laughs> and I think about like, I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being faithful stewards and being what the Bible calls people that were after God, mm-hmm. that were faithful to God. Mm-hmm. And when you're faithful to God, it's because you want to meet God. You want to mm-hmm. be a part of God. You want it to be in the will of God. Mm-hmm. But that required them to get in the fire. For sure. If they never got in the fire, they never would 
the fourth man would never come in the fire with them. No one would look in and see, oh, I see four in there. They would go, oh, mm. that's just Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm. But then now they get to tell the story of the four in the fire. And mm. I, that's how I want my life to be. I want people to look at my life and go, oh, he got in the fire, and now I see someone else on his life. I, don't, I see mm. Jesus. I don't necessarily see Caden anymore. Mm. I see what God's done. I see who God is. I see how Jesus. God's speaking. And I, I see the same thing for your life and for listeners. Like Sometimes, like you said, you just have to be willing to get in the slow roaster. Yeah, and like, like, like the Hebrew boys and brothers was roasting, yeah, bro, was roasting, bro. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is like the the trailblazing, like the trailblazing starts way before you ever pick up the machete and start mm. hacking away. Mm. Like the trailblazing starts way before you ever decide. Like the, the doors open and mm. the you get to walk through the and, and set the stage and and blaze the trail. Trailblazing mm. happens way before that. Yeah, it happens yeah. when God starts to uh, work on your integrity, mm-hmm. and He starts to work on your purity. Yeah, and He starts to work on your character, mm-hmm. and He starts to impart patience, and He teaches you about your spiritual gifts, and He teaches you how to be in the secret place, mm-hmm. and who the Holy Spirit is, and who Jesus is, and that's where trailblazing begins. Mm. Is when you actually find out who Jesus is, mm. Mm. and you let Him mold you. That's good. That's good. Because if he never molded you, if we don't have if we don't have bank bank teller miles, if we don't have youth pastor miles, like if if we don't have midnight music miles, midnight music. That's we a mixtape. Hey, midnight music. That's uh, the miles by Yoni Music mixtape. Yeah. Uh, you, if you don't have that, you don't have this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist without. You can't trade it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Those those seasons are necessary, you know, and I don't know who's watching this. I'm, I'm not sure where you are in your life today, but these seasons are necessary to mold you to who God wants you to become. Yeah. You know, as much as it hurts, as much as you don't want to be in it, what if God is using that to shape you to fit into the door he's calling you into? Yeah. To fit into the door he's calling you into. Yeah, he's Come chiseling on, you down. Somebody. Because the doors he has for us is like a certain shape, right? Yep. And he gotta like chisel you down so you can fit into that thing. I used to preach that as a youth pastor. That's fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's fire. I saw the image too. That's oh, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a good communicator, bro. It's almost like you did that for a while. Okay, I wanna like <laughs> I wanna pivot for a sec. I wanna talk a bit about when you're trailblazing and things don't go the way you think they're going to. Like we just talked about Lord. I don't know what I'm allowed am I hey George, am I allowed to say the word glochella? Say it, bro. Okay, Please. so we talked. We just sat down and talked about Glochella and the whole thing that happened with that. I want you to tell the listeners kind of like what happened and then how God used all of that, which probably at the time was probably scary and felt like, oh my gosh, this thing's collapsing mm-hmm. and it's all coming down on us. And God used it with the enemy th- meant for evil. God used for good and ended up blowing this thing into Glowfest. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell us the whole, tell us the whole story. So I got to so hear. It was scary when they hit us up, threatening us. But when I called George, my manager, and told him about it, he started rejoicing on the phone. He was like, <laughs> woohoo, bro, you're lying, let's go. I'm like, let's go. Bro, you got to have a George in your life. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a George in your life, bro. <laughs> Legit. So we had a festival called Glowchella in the Bay Area. And, you know, first year it went crazy. We sold it out by the grace of God. We seen a need in the Bay Area for Christian rap events yeah you know because there's a lot of fans out there a lot of listeners of it but there was no outlets for that type of passion totally you know so we put it together uh, year one went amazing we're rolling out year two and it's going viral i'm like calling out rolling loud i'm like y'all are people are doing satanic rituals that are rolling loud come to glotella to get that real spirit you know what i'm saying and um after i started making those videos out of nowhere coachella hit us up personally like their executive team and said, hey, um, if you don't change the name of your festival, the name of your Instagram, and all the branding for your festival, we're going to shut down your Instagram, we're going to shut down your Eventbrite, and we're going to come after your festival as a whole. And I Crazy. said, I said, um, um, excuse me, but uh, um, immediately is a strong word. <laughs> yeah. I said, can you give me at least until Friday? Yeah. I said, we'll give you until Friday, or it's bad. And so I went to Instagram and said, y'all, this is what happened. What should we change the name to? What do y'all think? We had like a thousand comments. Uh, most of people were saying Glowfest. Glowfest like the natural thing you would think that we would change it to anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Glowfest, I changed the name of the Instagram. I changed... I changed the flyers, and uh, I thought everything was cool, thought everything was, you know, good to glow. 
You see, get, get the, the glow. Yeah, get yeah. the glow. Thought it was good to glow, but then on the day that they said it was the last day, I go to my Instagram, the Glowtella Instagram, and it had like six thousand followers. We was going crazy on that Instagram. I'm like, That's okay, sick. God. Uh, I seen that they got it shut down. I'm like, yo, what, like, what is going on here? So I investigate and I see him like, oh, they had grounds to shut it down because of last year's promo. That you didn't take down. That I didn't take down. I didn't archive oh, dude, it. I'm like, okay, y'all try to like find wiggle room to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I said, Glow Nation, you know what? They shut this down. They can say, tell them, but they can't take the glow. We lost a new Instagram. We got like 3,000 followers in a day. I'm like, look at God. We're going crazy regardless. Uh, and then a few days pass, and they shut that one down too. <laughs> no way. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, this is crazy. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to start this uh, text message. Te- text text this number for all the information on Glowfest. And then we did a song called Wild Summer because the same thing happened to my friend's festival in Nashville. They had to change their name of their festival, and their Instagram got taken away. No For way. Holy Smoke Fest with oh, no big Holy deal. Holy Smoke and Fest, they having the same thing? Yeah, not with Coachella. It was a different organization that was coming after them. And so same time, no same way. situation. So we joined forces. I brought them to my festival. We did a song called Wild Summer. Uh, it was like, somebody tell the industry my like, somebody tell the industry my squad coming. Nah, tell the industry my God coming. But you better watch your mouth like your child coming. Smoke Fest, Glow Fest, it's a wild summer. Oh, y'all done messed up now. Oh, y'all done yeah, messed fire, up, bro. messed up now. <laughs> And that's that's what happened, bro. That's crazy. And then it popped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, what the enemy meant for evil, yeah, yeah. God has worked it out. Come on. So, so, legitimately, like, with this conflict, it made Glowfest even bigger. Yeah. Even bigger. Everybody's attracted to conflict, right? Yeah. And, like... It almost hyped it up, dude. It did. Yeah. Because, like, Coachella is massive. I remember seeing all the videos. I remember that. Bro... Yeah, it was so much momentum. Yeah, it's kind of And crazy. everybody was like, what's going to happen next? It was like a soap opera or something. Yep. Uh, and then it, it gave it gave people something to fight for, too. It's like, no, nah, we're, we're rallying behind this movement. The enemy's trying to stop it, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. So in that room that day, which it was like 110 degrees outside and 100 degrees inside, it was oh, very geez. hot. We were all sweating. I thought everybody was going to leave because how hot it was, but it didn't matter. Their passion outweighed <laughs> the temperature. Real, it was bro. like, <laughs> it was lit. Oh, uh, it's crazy, bro. When we uh, this is so off topic. When we we uh, launched Yona, we launched it in this warehouse. Mm. Didn't have AC, and it was fine. March, April, May, because we did five months of like these these soft launch events at the same spot in the IE, and it was fine. March, April, May, fine June, July, and August. It was like ninety degrees in that Ooh. warehouse. It was brutal, Ooh. but people stay for the presence of the Lord, bro. They'll sweat for Jesus. Yeah. They do not sweat care. for Jesus. <laughs> we need some of those shirts like in stock, just in case it get sweat, hot at the next sweat one. For Jesus. And here's some sweat for Jesus shirts. Some towels. You, no towels, bro. Towels yeah, and headbands. Sweat, sweat for, for Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Dude, I love I love that story because it's uh it's just the classic like what the enemy thought he was doing. The whole time, the Lord's pulling the strings, and yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, you think that you're gonna destroy this? I'm gonna make this thing bigger than it ever could have been mm. when you attack it. Mm. Even with the protesters for Glovember, like they tried to come shut it down or you know make us repent from whatever, <laughs> but by them being there, it made it even bigger. Because yeah. now everybody's like, wait, what are you talking about? We stand with Glovember. Yeah, When's yeah. the next one? We're gonna show them. Let's go. And so I'm like, oh. All right, protesters, keep on coming. Absolutely, bro. Bring it in. Keep ruffling feathers and keep letting God do His thing. Because with the what I mean, what I've seen in my life too, and, and what you're talking about is He God cannot be defeated. Mm. He cannot be defeated. And and the thing that people need to understand about like their dreams, about trailblazing, about going after what God's put in their heart, about doing new things, about people are going to say things, people are going to do things, the enemy's going to come against you, but it's not your dream, it's God's. Mm. And you're not the father of it, you're just a son or a daughter of it. Mm. And God cannot be defeated. He cannot be stopped. He can't be, nothing can get in his way. He can't be, he, he it's impossible. Mm-hmm. If he said it, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And if he said it, the enemy can try anything he wants to. He can get the Instagram shut down twice. Oh, he can get the God. name changed. He can go after a, a similar music festival across the nation. He can do all he wants, but it's actually what it's going to do. It's going to prop up the kingdom mm. because the gates of hell will not prevail against Christ's church. Mm. Impossible. Mm. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Every attack has really benefited us. 
every every uh sense of pushback against the movement has truly pushed us even further. And so yeah. the joke is on the enemy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Absolutely. It's like uh you're poking the wrong bear, bro. Yeah, like every chill. time every time we come across something, that's what we always say. I always say, You're poking the wrong bear. Mm. Like you just I think with like the 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 presence of like opposition from the enemy shows mm-hmm. me that I am on the right track every time. And I am very close to exactly what God wants me to do. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been like more attacked, uh, come across more opposition, been more challenged than this last year of my life, mm. but I've never been closer to what God's asked me to do with my life ever. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, like mm. it's almost a good, like, um, it's almost like a good measure. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, I, I'm trusting God and I'm going after what he wants me to do. I'm, I'm trailblazing and I'm hell shaking mm. when they start coming against you. Mm. Mm. What's your encouragement to somebody mm. that's in that season right now where they're either struggling with impatience mm. or they are feeling like they're under attack in what they're doing? Wait, I got encouragement for you. For you. Before you said, what's your encouragement? I had something for you. Um, I'll take it. You, you are on like the the cusp of something like on the edge of something like you're like right at that point where you're going to cross over into this like into this mass into this this bigness I don't know exactly what it is but it's like you've been you've been talking to God about it you've been talking to God about it and it's almost like you're so close, he could just tap you on the shoulder and you'll like stumble into it. That's crazy. It's almost like how it's going to happen. It's like you're just going to be doing your thing and you're just going to stumble into it. Wow. It's going to be huge. And what I see is like it's a, it's a room that you get to decorate, but it's like massive. It's like as big as like a, a, a warehouse. If, it was as, if a warehouse was as big as a stadium. Wow. And God is going to give you that, that space. I don't know if it's a physical space, but it's like I'm, I'm seeing it as like you're the – the influence, the voice. Wow. The voice. And you're going to speak and it's going to like, it's going to echo. Wow. It's going to travel. Your voice is going to travel. You're right on the edge, the edge of that. Come on, bro. Yeah, I yeah. that. And you don't have to change anything either. Nothing. If you just keep doing exactly what you're doing, exactly what you're doing, it's going to happen. Come on. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like by the time October comes, oh my God. Everyone is gonna be try to be on this podcast. <laughs> wow, well, receive it, bro. Everyone, I receive that, bro. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I feel that strongly. That's that's prophetic, bro. Because I think you just hit the, the nail on the head on like a hundred things. Mm. Unreal, bro. Mm. So thank you. Oh Thanks yeah, for speaking that man. Yeah, one hundred percent. I receive and, uh, it, bro. Yeah, we could we could stay there um, all day. But my encouragement for anybody who's dealing with impatience who's rushing God instead of trusting God is give trusting God a try try it out yeah I like that yeah give trusting God a try like you've been doing it your way for this long and look look where it's gotten you you know in a place of being impatient in a place of discontentment but I want to challenge you try Jesus for real not just chasing his will but chase him yeah Allow him to have his way and, and and just pay attention to how he moves in your life. Because I guarantee you, his way is much better than our way. Come on, bro. We think we know it all. What's that old saying? Father knows best. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Lean into him and watch how he lean into you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. It's going off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I just, I just muted it. Gosh dang it, Miles. (laughs) Gosh dang it. So what was the question was like, okay. Okay, so Court, I'm not going to take credit for the question, but Mm. they can't hear, but Court, Court said, Court wanted to ask, she said, what's your internal dialogue look like? In, in these moments, because that was she had a good point, like trusting the Lord, allowing him to be your strength. Mm. It's all massive. But sometimes you do have to look in the mirror and just be like, yeah, you got this. Mm. What is what is your internal dialogue look like? So for me personally, I'm not sure this will work for everybody. But, yeah. Um, what encourages me to step forward into the future is looking back at how far I've come. So good. And say, wait a minute. 
if we were able to accomplish that, then this in front of me is nothing. This right here, nothing. If we could, if we could sell out an event in the Bay Area, we could do LA. Yes. If we could do a thousand in LA, we could do Staples Center. Yeah. Next year, come on. Like I'm like, nah, nah. You know what? Looking at God's track record in my life, my track record will encourage me to know that if I could conquer that, I could do this. And somebody out there, if I could get that job. I know I could get this one. Mm-hmm. If I get an employee of the month here, I know I could win here. If I could, if I had, if I had a wife before, and it didn't work out, I know I could get a new marriage, a new relationship, and it's gonna work out even better. Yeah. I know it. So look how far God has brought you. Look at your experiences and learn from that, and see how you could apply that to your future. It's a word, bro. In the past is not a place to reside. It's just a place to remember and mm. praise. Got to build those monuments, bro. Mm. What God's done, that's huge. That is huge. Yo, I, what time are we at, Court? I think we're, like, on the money. I think we're good. I think, like, we should just end this thing. But I want to ask, ask you a couple questions. First, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, where can people follow you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what's new? What's coming? Like, any shows coming up? Where can they go see you? Uh, talk about Christ-like. Just have the next 10 minutes to plug every single thing that's happening in your life. You can even bring George on right now. Oh, wait, Court has another question. What does uh, heaven on earth like? What is that? Oh, don't answer that because I have to ask you because they can't hear her. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> heaven, heaven on earth, like what I want to see happen for other people or like my personal heaven on earth. Mm. Mm. so another great question from courtney i'm not gonna take credit i'm just not gonna do it but she wants to know and i want to know now too Mm. what does the idea of heaven coming to earth the kingdom here on earth now Mm. the kingdom being advanced look like through your eyes and your vision um what does that look like to you to me that looks like everybody waking up to their true identity you know their true identity in christ so good you know i could say the cliche oh Everybody becoming a Christian is heaven on earth, <laughs> yeah. which, of course, that's, that's a part of it. But it's everybody waking up to who they are. And when you wake up to who God is, you ultimately wake up to who you are. Totally. Right? Imagine if everybody you see walking down the street is walking in their God-given purpose. Imagine how much more beautiful the world would be. Yeah, bro. Homelessness wouldn't exist. Yeah. Drug abuse wouldn't exist. Um, um, unemployment, all of these things. You have a lot of different entrepreneurs, thriving businesses. Everybody would know their place and know who they are yeah. and what they're called to. People would be uh, even more joyous, yeah. happier, yeah. more laughter, more money. You know what I mean? Yep. I think everybody waking up to that and and allowing God to guide their steps is heaven on earth to me. Yeah, I love that, bro. Because even there's some believers that even need to wake up to the true identity that yes. they have in Christ. Not just non-believers, like some believers need to awaken to the awareness of who they've been called to be, mm-hmm. who God is to them, what he's done, how they've been saved, how they've been set free, the a, a new mindset, the renewal of the mind, the mind of Christ. Like people need to wake up to all of that. Mm-hmm. And I love that, bro. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Court, do you have any more questions? Because I'm done. Are you done? <laughs> Court's done. So I guess we're done, bro. Plug yourself. Let us yeah. know everything. Tell me about Christ. Like first, tell me how that's been going, bro. I yeah. Think, what What happened? You guys just launched it. So earlier this year, my good friend and manager Jorge Batres launched Christlike Collection. Uh, it's a it's a hat brand. You know, I'm wearing one of them right now. It's been going crazy, super crazy, uh, all year. And then a few months ago, we had the conversation like, you know what? Let's how about we just merge? How about I put all of my merchandise under Christlike Collection, Fire. and we become co-owners and to see where this thing will go? Yeah. And as soon as we did that, it's like God honors agreement and yeah. partnership. It's cool, right? It was going crazy before I came, but now that we're partnering and doing this thing together. Our minds are blown. Like Unreal. we are making USPS like upset with us. <laughs> Come on, they're bro. upset with us. <laughs> Let's go. It's like barrels and barrels of boxes. <laughs> Even the other day, we uh we had a lot of orders for Black Friday. We put all the boxes on the wall, stacked it up like a huge like mountain of boxes. I'm so doing fun. content in front of it. They collapse on top of me. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Like, it was kind of crazy. So it's going amazingly well. Uh, we have such a strong strong following and 
support us with that is crazy. You know, I'm just glad that we get to add value to people. Yeah. Something tangible, you know, that's also an evangelistic tool too. Totally. You know, cause like the hat we gave you with the LA with the halo on the cross. It's cool, bro. It preaches. It does, bro. You know, people are going to want to know what it is. Like, hey, where'd you get that? Yep. I always get the, where did you get that question? With yeah, that, you know? sick, dude. So ChristlikeCollection.com, make sure you tap into it, get your hats. We got sales coming up and more drops coming soon Come as on. well. Yeah, It'll be linked yeah, below. We, Everything he says will be linked below. Yeah, and where yeah. can we follow you on socials? You got shows coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow me everywhere under miles.minic. You can see it right here on the screen. And, yo, we got everything coming up. You know, earlier this year we had that song with Lecrae. Uh, last year we had a number one album. How does that even happen? That's crazy. How does that even happen? You know, but coming into 2024, oh, my goodness, brother. Can you can you imagine a headline tour? Let's go. Can you imagine Glowfest back in the Bay Area? Let's go. And Glovember going to a new city that rhymes with boosting? <laughs> it rhymes with boosting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <So> good. <laughs> I'm just saying like God is so good and Let's we are go. so excited. We're not going to stop. Never. We're not going to stop. Never. So don't be surprised when you see us at the Grammys. Hey, literally wearing crosses on our clothes. Let's go. And stuff. Yeah, going crazy. That's yeah. awesome, bro. Well, hey, thank you for coming in, bro. I oh, just yeah. want to honor you. I just I love what you're doing, dude. Thank you for using your gifts to honor the Lord and I just believe it's just the beginning on your life, man. I think you're going to step into 2024 is going to blow your mind. Mm. And I think you've already seen the glory of what God has for your life, but you're going to step into even more, more than I think you even know. And uh, thanks for being humble. Thanks for loving the Lord. And uh, I'm stoked just to be your friend, bro. Oh, man, it's only the beginning, too. Come we got to turn up. Yes, sir. I'm going to visit Free Chapel. Let's go. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Come shout on out down. to Free Chapel. You know, shout out to Bring IELC. the whole fam. Yeah, I gotta get you to Long Beach. Yes, sir. Yeah, I go, love Long go Beach. Go to the pike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on, listeners. We'll catch you in the next one. Love you guys. Let's get it. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.